This is the Ignition Point, Clayton Bradley Academy's podcast where every day we work with students to create problem solvers, critical thinkers, collaborators, and students that use their lifelong guidelines and life skills. Today, we are continuing a podcast conversation that we had with Pat Bradley and Linda Jordan on the highly effective teaching model of how it's used in our classrooms, of how our teachers apply it to curriculum, but the intentionality of everything that was done on campus, from the paint on the walls to the way the playgrounds were put together to the fact that we have things like a gym, a family center, and the opportunities for our students to explore the world, to do field studies, to do being their experiences, to have guest speakers, and how the curriculum is designed, because it's all designed with intention to help our students to be ready for the world that they're going to encounter when they leave us. And so now I want to rejoin the conversation that was taking place about our highly effective teaching model with Pat Bradley and Linda Jordan. That is, that is so true, Kendall. I mean, you can take, for example, when we do family gathering, that seems like a very simple thing that we do in the morning, but we put a lot of thought into family gathering because we look at what we are going to focus on when we do family gathering, and we try to have two focuses. One, either it's a celebration of the learning that's taking place in the classroom, or it's about one of our lifelong guidelines and life skills so that again we're trying to deepen that understanding of what we're learning either with lifelong guideline skill uh, and and with life skills or we're looking at what's going on the learning and having students to demonstrate that understanding of 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 their learning and then we follow it up with a movement activity and you were talking about movement and the value of, mo- of movement and what happens with the brain. And that's the reason why we do brain breaks is because we know that the brain needs some time to download that information of what they're learning in the classroom. So they need that settling time that, that, that occurs when we have movement um, during brain break or just some physical exercise outside. It's all about taking all the threads and weaving it it together into a fabric of learning for our students. I think as well, Pat, one of the things to think about is that many times schools are just designed by architects who may or may not, other than they were in education themselves, uh, went to school, uh, may not have all of the understanding of how the brain learns and how do we create these environments. So with intention, everything at Clayton Bradley has a purpose. So if you see something on the campus, if you see a way that the students are being taught it has been well thought out. It is purposeful. It is intentional. And ask if you have a question about why something is being done in a certain way. Because as you said, there's a lot of things that happen here. But truly, every detail has been looked through the lens of how does the brain learn? How will the brain interact with this? So everything from the very beginning has been designed to make sure there's natural light in the classrooms, to uh, be right here at Pistol Creek in a very wonderful environment where the kids can interact and learn because you have 20 senses, not five. So the more senses you activate, so getting the kids outside of the classroom for whether it is the field study or it's just being on campus to go down to Pistol Creek or interact with things uh, such as the bees or the garden. Uh, The students have real life application. 
we can't teach in isolation. We teach in an integrated way that's going to help their brains recall this information. So the environment and how Clayton Bradley has been set up has been done so through that lens of how will this help the students learn. And that's a huge point to that STEM focus of our school. And sometimes when people see that STEM lettering, or they hear us say that we're a STEM school, they, they have then already an image in their brain of what that should look like. And, and for some, that means that they expect to see kids building robots and coding. And you know they, they immediately have this idea of what that should be. And then when you walk around on campus, what we have going on may or may not match up with that, but it's because what we have going on is all about the integration of the sciences with the technology, with the engineering practices, with mathematics. And then we include things that we also know are important, like the related arts that are so important to kids' brains and creativity and curiosity. And we include things like sports. You know, we, we've tried to intentionally do everything that we've done on campus, clubs, activities, to say all of this matters for that kid to be able to develop into the, the lifelong learner that we want them to be and who we want them to be when they're adults. There were some more body-brain compatible elements um, that I don't want to miss uh, as we've had this conversation because we'll get off on a whole other conversation here. Um, so what are some of those other body-brain compatible elements that we're also instructing with our teachers to make sure they're including? So keep in mind when we say body-brain, what we're saying is this is the best way for these bodies to learn and for their brains to recall and retrieve this information. So as we uh, continue that, that list, we look at choice and your brain loves choice. When it sees choice, it says, oh my gosh, I chose it, I must like it. So uh, many of you may recall in your education there was one way to do it and that was the way the teacher said. And so what we know is is that if we can offer choices, it can also motivate and engage learners. So we are not about compliance, we're about engagement. So as we look at engagement, the, the idea of choice allows those students to say, gosh, maybe I want to do this paper pencil or maybe I want to do this on a storyboard and use the technology that a STEM school that you might associate with that. We want students to have choice looking at some of the prior knowledge we have about you. You're gonna be more motivated to learn about angles, learning about how do you throw a football correctly if that's your past knowledge, but if you're not a football player, you suddenly become less engaged. Mm. So I know you play tennis, or I know that there's another connection for you with angles. I can let you have choice about showing what you know. So that choice is an important piece of helping those brains make things relatable, and they can choose. Now, we don't let them choose everything under the sun. Often the choice is just one or two pieces. But we give kids choices in how they demonstrate their learning. We also know the importance of immediate feedback. Your brain does not have a little device that goes ding, 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 that's wrong. <laughs> if you have learned that trees are not brown and green, but that trees are purple and orange, that's what your brain believes. Mm. If you have learned that two plus two is 12, that's what your brain believes. There's not a button that goes ding, ding, wrong. So immediate feedback is about us constantly being with the students. We don't go sit behind the teacher's desk. We're constantly with the students to check and give immediate feedback. Did you learn that correctly? 
because of everyone's background knowledge and prior experiences, back to relationships, if you have that knowledge, you can check with those students and give them feedback about, is this like this in your life? Is this like that? And I can give that feedback to see, did you learn this correctly or did you learn it wrong? So if I have 24 students in my, in my classroom, I'm presenting something, they're hooking it up 24 different ways in their brains based on their prior experiences. If I'm not there to give that immediate feedback, those students may learn wrong information. And so we don't want that to happen. We don't want them to invent some crazy algorithm in math. We want them to have some choices, but we need to give feedback on this is correct. Oh, this is a little bit off in the weeds. We need to bring that back. So we believe in giving that immediate feedback. The brain only also has a very short time actually that it cares. <laughs> so things like testing needs to get back very quickly because after a very short time, the brain's like done with that. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. So we work really hard at giving that information back. We take time, adequate time, to build patterns and programs. We know that all learning is a series of patterns and programs. So what is the pattern in this student's life that it makes sense to them? So when we develop our lessons, we look at what's the pattern that they've had prior experience with. And we use visuals, we use the 20 senses to get that information in to build those patterns. Then once in traditional schools, that's usually where learning stops. You have the formula, we're done. Right. And what we know is, is it's a problem if you're not going to keep it, if it's only a short-term memory, we don't want that problem. We want it long-term. So to get it in long-term, you need a program of how to use it in your personal life. So for that program to be built, once you have the pattern, I understand what this is, I understand some of the vocabulary with it, then how do you use it in your life? How will it be applied? So something like, traditionally we taught things like perimeter, there's a little tiny box and you just figured out the perimeter from the box that wasn't right. even labeled correctly. <laughs> right. It's like 24 feet by 27 feet. No, I believe that's a quarter of an inch by half inch. <laughs> and so the brain has trouble with that symbolic piece. So instead, we will start outside walking around the fence or the, the, uh, the school property and say, this is what perimeter is. So what we're doing is we're taking the time to build the pattern and then showing them the real program. It's another piece of why we do the field study. They get to see people in the real world using the skills and concepts content that we're about to teach. So up front, they get to see how that's used in the world. It's motivating. They get to see the real life application, the program of how to use the content they're going to do. So we make sure we take the time that the students not only have the pattern and the formulas, but they have the program, that they actually own the information for them to use in their real lives. And the final one is mastery application. We teach everything to mastery. We teach everything to the students being able to apply the information at whatever their developmental level is. So how do they apply this information? How do they use this information? The brain personalizes. So anything we can personalize and make the child personally own means they store it and they retrieve it. That's our job, storage and retrieval. So that mastery application, it's not about, hey, I'm just gonna give you a C, I'm just gonna give you a 
we believe in feedback loops of, no, we're going to do this again. So if um, a student here gets an assignment and they will often get asked to do it over um, or to fix things based on the feedback of rubrics and teacher comments and teachers working with students because that allows those students to actually learn, not just accept the lower grade and I'm done. So it's not about doing activities and filling in blanks and checking things off. Our focus at Clayton Bradley is learning. Our focus at Clayton Bradley is the student. So this is a very student-centered, learning-centered environment. So by putting those body-brain compatible elements all into place, we create an environment where the brain is safe and ready to learn, and we can use our time that is so precious to help our students and facilitate their learning so they're going to keep it for a lifetime. It's really always mind-blowing to just sit down and talk to you about this model and, and the intentionality of every step of this model. And when you're hearing the things that you're mentioning, for, for many of us, we go to that pattern that we have of what school was. And so if our kids are not bringing home, you know, 40 problems in math to do, we go, well, well, how are they learning? And it's like, well, those 40 problems in math, especially if they did all 40 of them wrong, the brain learned but it learned the wrong way. And now as a teacher, I've got to, to help them learn that that's not right, which is really hard to teach somebody that that's not the right program. They go back to that program over and over and over, even though everybody knows it's wrong. And so there's those strategies of why do we not send home 40 and 50 problems every night to do in math? Or why do we not just say, read this chapter, answer these questions? There's so much that goes into what we do in the classroom, the intentionality of what we do in the classroom that's been there from the very beginning. This has been a great conversation. There's gonna be more conversations to come uh, where we talk more about this model, the conceptual learning piece that we dive into that Pat also mentioned uh, that's so crucial to what we do, um, how the brain learns. And, and we're gonna break that down a little bit for everybody listening as well. That's coming in a future podcast. I want to thank you both for sitting down with me this morning and, and having this discussion. This is the Ignition Point. I'm your host, Kendall Terry. This is Clayton Bradley's podcast, where every day we try to help students become problem solvers, critical thinkers, collaborators, and able to use lifelong guidelines and life skills that we know will impact their life in a, in a better way. And we just thank you so much for listening. We thank you guys for being with us. And if you want to know more about Clayton Bradley Academy, you can visit our website, claytonbradleyacademy.org. You can schedule a visit. You can come see us on our campus and see the amazing things that we just talked about of how the brain learns and how that's used in our classrooms. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a great day.